In a devotional manuscript, I share over 50 of my mother's life lessons, which I in turn call them life principles. And two of them pop up today, popped up today when I thought about the word or the seed that I would like to present today in on create a generational love cycle. The seed is cleanliness. I was around um, 10 years old when I searched for something greater than myself. I knew there was something out there that loved me. Despite what I was going through, something out there loved me. And I believed that I should have a good life. I believe that life living is not about pain, though I saw and felt projected pain. Two of my mother's life principles. One is clean up as you go. She would often tell us that when we were cooking, um, playing with stuff. She would say, you know, clean up as you go. And at some point, I started converting that lesson over to a brick, if you will, part of my foundation. Clean up as you go. Cleanliness, according to the virtue that I'm about to read to you, is it means washing often, keeping your body clean, wearing clean clothes. It is putting into your body and your mind only the things that keep you healthy. It is staying free from harmful drugs. It is cleaning up mistakes and making a fresh start. And when I think about healing, and I think about this whole foundation of create a generational love cycle, there are so many experiences we have throughout our earthly journey. And we need to put those experiences in a healthy perspective. And by me learning, because my, 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 my soil was fertile, it was fertile because I had been through an ex, an, a couple of, of experiences that were actually painful to learn that there's nothing I can do to change those. What's done is done. And I started using cleaning up around the house as a means of cleaning up my mind. Probably got a little carried away with it, but I was doing a lot of cleaning. <laughs> and uh, just filing things and the, the process of throwing away trash, throwing away unnecessary material that we can allow to accumulate inside of us. The second principle or life lesson that I learned is don't give people nothing to talk about. Now, I know I have two double negatives there, but when we, when we talk about cleanliness and taking it to the virtue, just a part of the virtue, you know, um, washing often, keeping our body clean, wearing clean clothes, something that I continually to share with my children. Wash your face, brush your teeth, um, deodorant, make sure you have clean clothes. Because as you know, there's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of bullying that that's happening 
you know, in between children, um, even adults, because I believe that children that have been enabled to tease that 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 it was not nipped in the bud at a, as a young age become adults who tease. But I, I share with my children to don't give people not, anything to talk about. Take care of yourself. Do what you need to do. Eating healthy foods, maintaining a weight, uh, um, an optimal weight, one that supports you instead of you feeling lagging, feeling behind. And, you know, when I think about the spiritual component of it, as I'm thinking about it right now, I think about living your life in such a way that it's blameless. You know, that word is mentioned in the Bible that you try to do what's right majority of the time, that often things will catch up to us, you know, whether it be, you know, a job, applying for a job, and then you have a criminal record or, you know, applying for something and you have this in the past. And I know we're supposed to leave things in the past and, and it's, it's important not to bring it up, uh, consistently bring it up, but, you know, people do. And so how can we live our lives in such a way that we are doing what we need to do. And when people go back at our past, you know, they did say that. They did say they they love all people. You know, if you're applying for being a senator or a teacher, or, you know, what in your past um, enables people to say, oh my gosh, or, or, or put you in that position to say, yes, she has a, a track record for doing that, or he has a track record for doing something great, you know, for his family, you know, the community. So that word blameless, you know, um, don't give people anything to talk about. You know, when, when we do things, often we think we're doing it in hiding and we're not because eventually the skeletons fall out of the closet. Eventually light sheds on darkness. It, it reveals things that are within us. What we say, what we do um, is revealed at some point during our lifetimes. Um and when, when I talk about cleanliness, um, there was a word that, that's mentioned in here in the definition, and it says cleaning up mistakes. You know, when I was a child, I, I remember standing, walking, kind of standing around in, in the front yard where my mom basically had a lot of plants, mother tongue, all of these plants. And I remember thinking how I, I didn't like the word mistakes. Mistakes seem so negative. And I decided that day that instead of using the word mistakes, I would choose, I chose life lessons. That sounded more positive. You know, a student learns, we learn through life. And that to me, didn't know it at the time, but empowered me in a sense that, okay, I'm going to learn from life. I'm going to see, okay, what did I, what did, what, what didn't I do that I was supposed to do? Or how, you know, as I reflect on my, on my day, which I believe we should do every single day, is reflect what, what happened? What did I do? What was the result of that? And it's not an obsessive way, but in a way that it reveals, it, it brings you more in an objective stance, right? Because often we, we become the victim, we're personalizing the experience instead of being objective and say, okay, what happened? What were some things that led to that? What were my thought processes? Because I believe that when we do that, we bring about a spiritual awakening in ourselves. We align ourselves with the, the, the spirit, which is a microcosm of this greater spirit within us. We're more in tune. We're more in tune with the truth 
that is within us. When we clean ourselves, when we, you know, because I've, I've mentioned it before that cleaning is not just about, you know, cleaning the body and, you know, making sure we don't eat, you know, a lot of processed foods, make sure we eat more grains. We're including minerals, vitamins, nutrients, fiber. You know, Americans are, are less on uh, are less in fiber intake. We, we tend to eat very um, a lot less than what is recommended, 25, 35 grams of fiber daily. And then we wonder why we have constipation, all of these GI issues that are going on. Um, we, we have to look at what we're putting in. But when we clean our body, you know, there's a lot about, you know, green and cleaning and how, yeah, of course, green stuff flush our system, our vegetables, our smoothies, etc. We have to also look at our mind. And that's what cleanliness, the virtue says, you know, we were also looking at our, our, not just our body, but our mind, you know, what are those mental constructs that we have put together in our, in our mind, in our minds to um, allow us to eat a certain way, to, you know, take in more fat, lots of fat, to skip meals, um, to um, decrease our vegetables, or our fiber intake. What are those mindsets that that we? What is that mindset that we have that is causing us to act a certain way? I believe that the truth is within us. I've always, you know, that's something that I I do believe. You know, the Bible says, and I know a lot of people get turned away from the Bible. You know, we start thinking about okay, human had. Um, some input, human, human, human qualities had some input in this. And, you know, there, there are certain things that you probably heard that you, you, you question and you're not sure what it is. And I'm not here to decipher your faith. I'm not here to break, to tell you what to believe. What I'm here to say is that what resonates within you when you see violence, does it truly resonate to your heart and to your mind? Or is it resonating with the pain? With, that you see? Are you happy when someone gets hurt? Or are you sad? Do you have compassion for them? Uh, do you have grace? Do you have mercy? Because I believe the truth is love. And love to me, and I, I do agree with many of uh, what 1 Corinthians 13 says in the Bible verse, that love is patient. It is kind. It, it does not boast. Um, it, it does not rejoice in evil or delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It is, it is, um, it preserves, it protects, it trusts, you know, it, it does not fail. All of those definitions, but I also believe that love also too is compassion. It is understanding. It is healing. It is life-giving instead of life-destroying. Love empowers others to be who they are instead of belittling them. You know, we, my family and I, we watched Matilda, a play over on campus. And um, just listening to actually how the, the principal spoke to the children and very um, demoralizing, you know, you could see it in their faces, the, the bowing of their heads and the lowering of their shoulders. Love doesn't do that, pain does. When we, we are told to not to conform to this world, so much pain, uh, greed. Um, and I, I don't say that in that I want it to continue to happen. I say that in shedding light on the issues that we see. 
And I do believe there is still so much love. There's still so much understanding. There's still so much compassion. That we are not to conform to the world of where pain you know, resides. We are to renew our minds, to transform our minds. And I believe that is what bring us, brings us the peace that surpasses understanding. We, we, instead of conforming or believing that someone else's way is better than ours, that their truth, that, that their way of doing overrides the truth that is in us. How do you feel? You know, our emotions are there as data. They're there to show us where we have stepped out of alignment of our true being and where we are in alignment of our true being, the chills that you receive when you do something good, when you hear a good word, when you say a good word, when someone smiles because you have said something positive to them, you have lifted their spirits. Aligning with the truth is when you know there is a different way, there is a better way, there is a right way. It's not about being a sellout. It's not about um, dishonoring mother and father. We are to awaken every generation to awaken, to, to allow the truth to rise within us. And we are here not to withhold traditional things that we do, especially if they're hurtful toward, towards others. We are here to break those to create a generational love cycle. We are here to reflect or to to be the truth, to be the light in a sometimes seemingly dark, dark places, in dark places, in our schools, in our jobs, um, at, at home, on the bus, on the train, on a plane, wherever we may be. We are not here to conform to wrong, but to, in that moment, align with what we know is true. And to speak and to act accordingly to the truth that is in us. You know, um, you know, I, I, I was listening to Louise Hay, um, one of her several um, speaking engagements that she had on audiobook on Hoopla. And one of the things that she continues, that continues to stick in my mind is, of course, mirror words and, you know, what we believe. And many people have talked about that. James Allen, you know, Martin Luther King on some instance, um, you know, so many people that have taught Napoleon Hill. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of um, others, others, uh, but our beliefs, and it's in the Bible, our beliefs are the count that they're the foundation of what we do and what we say. And uh, one of the things that Louise Hay brought that was um, you know, so powerful is that if we love, truly love ourselves, if we truly love ourselves, if we truly accept ourselves as we are, we will do the things that we need to do. You know, you, you, you won't have to worry about so much as teenage pregnancy. You won't have to, for me to adding to that, you won't have to worry about, you know, drug use or see all these mental health conditions. If we learn that no experience defines us and that we are to hold 
to stand firm, ground ourselves in our truths, ground ourselves in that we are, we are beyond our experiences. We are beyond this human form that we see in the mirror. There were more than that. And what we think affects how we present ourselves on earth. Cleanliness is pivotal to the generational love cycle because it's about identifying and dismantling those thoughts that created it in the first place. Anything that causes us to be less than who we are, anything that causes um, just divisiveness, you know, demoralization of another, control of another is not love. Anything that promotes freedom, joy, happiness, peace, compassion, grace, mercy, healing, forgiveness, right thoughts, right mindset, right action, right effort, right lifestyle, right purpose, as I add to that. Anything that promotes that is often found in love. And so it takes a lot of courage to identify those thoughts that have consistently been a part of our um, ancestry, our history. And it's actually putting, allowing our light to shine on that, our mind to say, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And then having the courage to act again and, and to just say the things that need to be said, to speak up, to be assertive. You know, all these virtues that I've been talking about, they play on each other. Because I believe at the foundation of all these virtues is love, is truth. Love is truth and truth is love. So as I share about cleanliness, how am I doing it with my children? Again, I take it from a practical approach and looking at them daily, you know, looking at their skin, looking at their their clothes and what they wear, making sure they have clean clothes, make sure they're doing what they need to take care of their hygiene, make sure they're eating fruits and vegetables, you know, daily, you know, talking to them about serving sizes, talking to them about what excess weight can do to your body and make your heart work harder, all your organs work harder, even your lungs and how that stresses your body and how a lot of these diseases play, we, we bring them about by the actions that we take and the words and the thinking that we do inside of our mind, the thinking first, the thoughts, and then the actions. And then I encourage them to let go of their the, these painful experiences, the bullying, the name calling, the physical you know, um, violence that you are not your experiences and that daily to, you know, what could you have done differently? What could you have said differently? What did you learn from that experience? And we've had some really good conversations and, and, and I, as a parent, we're teachers as well as students, you know, and, and I don't even know, not really even teachers. We, we are all just students here on earth to learn from one another, young and old, regardless of your color and you're in, in any of these other divisiveness terminologies that people want to give and put on you, stereotypes, we are all here as learners and also, also as representations of the truth, cleanliness. What does it mean to you and how are you helping yourself with cleanliness and how are you helping those 
that you love, your children especially. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. As always, make this lifetime great because you still give. You're alive. You still have the opportunity, the chance to break the cycle of pain by creating a generational cycle of love.